Hi, and welcome back to the Facts or Facts podcast. Today is NBA Free Agency Day. It is June 30th, and I want to do a quick podcast, basically just going over some of my thoughts on some of the biggest moves, some of the moves that haven't happened yet, and kind of what it means for the landscape of the NBA. So I want to dive right in because there's a lot that has happened. There's a lot of transactions Unlike in the past, where you might not have seen as many moves when you talk about big free agency days, today there was a ton of movement and a lot of big names are on the move. In fact, every major free agency, every major free agent actually changed teams. Jimmy Butler is going to the Heat. Kyrie, Kevin Durant are going to the Nets. Kawhi is most likely... I don't want to say definitely, but sounds like he might actually end up as a Laker, which in my opinion, and I have said before, is a very long shot. But apparently he wanted to go somewhere with another star, which he's not doing with the Clippers now. Tobias Harris is a star in in my mind that stayed with the team, although I think they overpaid for him. Uh, You had guys that aren't going to be talked about a lot like J.J. Redick that moved teams to go to the Pelicans, who they needed a lot of veteran presence there with Drew Holiday. And I think they got it. He's going to help with their stability offensively and in the locker room, help those younger guys grow. He's going to be a great piece because he doesn't need the ball. He's just a pure shooter, which is going to be great for guys like Lonzo if he's healthy. And honestly, if they're a healthy team, they're going to be a fascinating team to watch. Are they going to be great? Probably not. But are they going to be fascinating to watch? Sure, if they're healthy. If Brandon Ingram can overcome this blood clot that he's had, and if uh, Lonzo Ball can stay healthy for an entire year, which he has yet to be able to do, they're going to be a fascinating team to watch. And I think that was one of the most underrated pickups uh, this offseason, this this free agency period. I think another one, uh, Bogdanovich going to the Jazz. I mean, my goodness, the Jazz are creating waves. They lost Derek Favors, is a big loss because he's a great defender and a, and a good rebounder. But you pick up Bogdanovich and Mike Conley Jr., who I have said on this podcast that Mike Conley Jr. with Donovan Mitchell in the backcourt is a filthy, filthy backcourt. They are going to be fantastic this year. That starting five with, with their shooters, I mean, it, they're going to be crazy good. Uh, I don't know how deep they're going to go into the playoffs because when the playoffs start, you kind of need some guys off the bench to give you some minutes, and I just don't know who that is for them yet. Um, The the Sacramento Kings have made a couple of moves. You have Al Horford's going to the 76ers, which is the most confusing thing to me. I think he helps Joel Embiid, but, I mean, you're losing Jimmy Butler and J.J. Redick, two, two guys who helped you tremendously in the postseason offensively. I mean, when the game was on the line, you wanted Jimmy Butler with the ball. And the reason that Ben Simmons had so much space to work with whatever space he had was because of J.J. Redick being able to shoot the ball so well. We kind of saw what happened when they lost Ilya Silva and they lose some of that shooting earlier in the year. The the game kind of shrunk for them a little bit. Now they were able to push the Raptors to seven games and I think they had more star power but that was with Jimmy Butler now you lose Jimmy Butler and oh by the way JJ Redick one of the best shooters in the league it's hard for me to see them back at the big stage in the East Finals especially now that we know Chris Middleton staying with the Bucks although 
Holy cow, Malcolm Brogdon going to the Pacers? I mean, if Victor Oladipo is healthy and you have Malcolm Brogdon there, that's a great backcourt. My goodness. I mean, that was a fantastic pickup. If you're going to lose Bogdanovich and you're going to pick up Brogdon, he gives you defense. He gives you uh, stability offensively running the point. Not to give Victor Oladipo a little bit of a break, although you lose Darren Collison, who, you know, Darren Collison had a little bit of a short career. Uh, but I think, you know, there are some people that have said, well, you know, Darren Collison wasn't that great a shooter and yada yada. Listen, Darren Collison is a fantastic point guard in this league. Is he Steph Curry? Is he Chris Paul? Is he Russell Westbrook? No. But my goodness, he is definitely a very, very serviceable point guard in this league. He is solid offensively. He's good defensively. He gives you fantastic minutes. He runs the point well. You know, he was a great backcourt duo with with Oladipo, especially because Oladipo is a defensive guy too. So now you have Brogdon in there, a little bit bigger to help take that pressure off of Victor Oladipo. So that's going to be a fantastic team. Great pickup for the Pacers, especially losing two guys in your starting five in Bogdanovich and Collison. So, yeah, it's been a very, very fascinating day. And I still, in my opinion, obviously... The Lakers and Toronto are the front runners, in my opinion, for Kawhi Leonard. If he doesn't sign with Toronto, he's signing with the Lakers, which I have put out on Twitter saying that there was a zero... Three days ago, I said that there was a 0% chance he signs with the Lakers. Obviously, anything can happen, so that's not accurate. But my question is, he wants to go to LA. He didn't grow up a Lakers fan. He wasn't like a Lakers what you know groupie or anything like that. You know, he, just, he could have gone to the Clippers and been the guy. And in my opinion, he still doesn't go to the, the Lakers unless LeBron and AD kind of go to him and just say, hey, listen, it's going to be a big three. It's not LeBron's team. It's not Anthony Davis's team. It's just a big three. Like, because in my mind, Kawhi Leonard his well, first off, his uncle, I feel like, is, making, is helping him make a lot of decisions, which for better or for worse, I think... Maybe for worse sometimes, but maybe for better because they won a championship in the, with the Raptors. But And they didn't choose that, I know. But they he kind of helped force Kawhi, get Kawhi out of San Antonio, which I think is was a bad move. But then they won the ch- title. So, you know, what do I know? But going to the Lakers is a whole different story. I mean, his uncle, in my opinion, probably wants him with the Lakers so that he gets the recognition of the Lakers. But also, he's looking and saying, well, the Clippers, you could be in L.A. and you're the face of the franchise. They have a solid team, especially if they can get Patrick Beverly back. But they haven't gotten Patrick Beverly back yet. So I don't know what's going on with them. So, yeah, I I don't. It's hard for me to say who's who's where Kawhi is going, because his uncle is crazy in my mind. Uh, And Kawhi Leonard, all he cares about is playing basketball. He literally only cares about two things, family and basketball. That's it, which what makes him so good at basketball? He only cares about two things, family and basketball. So, you know, he's, in my opinion, he's the best player in the league because we don't know how good Durant is when he's coming back. And LeBron doesn't play defense. And Anthony Davis can't stay healthy. And you could say that about Kawhi, but Kawhi just won his second finals MVP. So, you know, and he was the reason that they won that series. I mean, you could say that, yes, he had a lot of help and he did. It was a team effort, but you don't win that series without Kawhi Leonard. So, um, yeah, I mean, he should have been the unanimous MVP in that series. But, yeah, there was a lot that's happened today. And 
I kind of want to transition into this Kyrie and Kevin Durant thing because listen, the Knicks didn't offer Kevin Durant a max. Now, every Knicks fan is going to kill Jim Dolan and the Knicks organization, but let's be real here. Kevin Durant is coming off of one of is going to be coming off of one of the worst injuries in all of sports. When you tear your Achilles and you saw it snap, if you watch it in slow motion, you can actually see the ripple of it snapping up his leg. So you can't really say that you can't really blame the Knicks for being a little cautious there. And you're going to say, well, he's Kevin Durant. You know, why are you being cautious? It's Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant. He's such a good shooter. But like, think about it. He's, he's coming off of a big injury and part of his game is being able to get to a spot and elevate and shoot. And like, that's hard on your Achilles. So what's to say that he isn't going to snap his Achilles again? Or what's to say that he's going to be the same player when he's 32 years old and two years when he starts playing again? Like, nobody knows, or in a year and a half when he starts playing again, whatever that is, nobody knows how good he's going to be. Do I think Brooklyn can win a title with DeAndre Jordan and uh, Kyrie Irving and a Kevin Durant coming off of an Achilles tear? It really depends on the league in two years. Because they're not winning next year. Uh... But, I mean, the Knicks were hedging their bets. They're basically saying, like, we don't know how good Kevin Durant is when he comes back. And let's, let, let's be honest, the Nets took a big risk. And you're going to say, well, it's Kevin Durant. It's still a big risk. Like, it's still a big risk. If he doesn't come back and he's not 90% of what he was before, you overpaid for him. You did. Like, just because he has the name Kevin Durant does not mean that he's going to be the 50-40-90 guy all over again. It doesn't mean he's going to be the two-time finals MVP coming in and being the same guy that he was before the injury. So the the Nets just kind of threw caution to the wind. And good for them. Good for them. Because now, the very worst, you took Kevin Durant off the board of somebody else getting him and then being a problem that you had to beat him in the playoffs somewhere else. So now you have that asset booked up for three years. So now he can't hurt you in the playoffs. Right? I mean, so... It's been it, it was a big risk for the Nets from the standpoint of you don't know how good he's going to be, but it's also it's a it's a big risk reward kind of guy. He's like the guy in the draft who, man, his ceiling is 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 literally there is no ceiling on his game, right? But his his floor is is very very low now. Like he could come back and not at all be the same player. You know, he could he could come back and be you know kind of like an eighteen and and. and six and six guy maybe which you're gonna say well 18 six and six is really good but we're talking about Kevin Durant here we're talking about a guy who led the league in scoring for multiple years we're talking about an MVP we're talking about a two-time finals MVP that's what you're paying for you're not paying for 18 six and six you're paying for 30 and eight and seven and one and a half blocks per game like that's what you're paying for so Yes, could they be filthy and legitimate? Yes, in two years they could. Uh, but uh, only time's going to be able to tell. Like how much, to, and he's going to be able to work with his medical staff in New York because that's where he's been doing all of his his rehab and everything. So he's going to be able to work with those guys, and he trusts those guys. And I honestly, I hope he comes back full strength. You don't want him to not. Okay. Um, Clay Thompson's obviously going to re-sign with the Warriors. Uh, the, the fact that people thought that he was ever not going to re-sign with the Warriors is a joke. He was always going to get the max from them. This, he's missing out on the super max because he didn't make a first, second, or third team all-NBA team. But uh, 
He's going to get a max from them. They're going to run it back two years from now. The, the people that keep saying the Warriors are going to be whatever next year, it's like they're going to be okay next year. They're not going to be great. Draymond Green has been sliding every season. Um, his postseasons have been kind of up and down. Even this postseason was up and down. He disappeared sometimes, and then he was sometimes really, really good for them, and then he disappeared again. So he, he sucks offensively. Let's get that out of the way. Like, he, he literally catches the ball, waits for Steph to get open, and then throws it to him. Like, that's his role offensively. His other role offensively is set a screen for Steph and then roll to the basket. So, like, great. Like, he's good at that. Yes, he's fantastic at that. Um, but without Clay stretching the floor for them, they offered Jordan Bell and Quinn Cook some – uh, their contracts, but they're restrict they're restricted or unrestricted free agents right now. So who knows if they're coming back? That the Warriors, in my opinion, are just they're kind of coming apart at the seams. Like you have a Clay Thompson injury, who you don't know how good he'll be coming off of his ACL, but then you lose Kevin Durant, and you know you were just talking about in the finals how you know you're hurting and you have no depth and. It's really kind of Steph Curry versus Kawhi Leonard. Like, so, you know, and let's be fair. The Warriors had more all-stars on their team than the Raptors did. I mean, I guess Kyle Lowry was an all-star. Was he an all-star this year? I don't even know if he was an all-star this year because D'Angelo Russell was an all-star. So I don't even think he was an all-star this year. You know, Draymond Green at least is an all-star for Steph. So really it was Kawhi versus two other all-stars. So that's... It's just kind of interesting with the Warriors. I, I I, am in the minority here who think that the Warriors dynasty is over. Uh, I think that they'll be pretty good for the next couple of years. And when Clay Thompson gets back, if he is as good as he was, they're still going to be good, obviously. Uh, but Draymond Green has been taking just so many steps backwards that they're, they're going to have, and they're not going to be nearly as deep depending on who they get, obviously, because they're going to have to fill out their roster. I think Steve Curry is a good coach. I think Steph Curry is amazing. I think Clay Thompson, when healthy, is phenomenally underrated, in my opinion. Uh, but I just don't see the Warriors being the Warriors anymore. I think the Clippers are about to miss out. They're about to turn into the Knicks. The Knicks get Julius Randle. Great pickup. Obviously not Kevin Durant, but hey, he's been playing very well. Um so, the league is kind of in flux right now because depending on where Kawhi Leonard goes, that'll be the favorites for the finals. In my opinion, if he goes to the Raptors, they're the, like Jimmy Butler going to the Heat basically tells you one the only thing you need to know about Jimmy Butler. A, he wants to be the highest paid player on his team and he enjoys the Miami nightlife because I can tell you right now, they're not winning anything in Miami as long as he's there with that, that roster. They're vastly overpaying for some of their guys. Whiteside just picked up $27 million on his contract, so they're vastly overpaying for their guys. Uh, Jimmy Butler is going to be a, like a great addition. He's a fantastic player on both ends of the floor. But Miami, like that takes Philly out of the equation, in my mind, for a title if Kawhi re-signs with the Raptors. I think Boston getting Kemba is a big pickup because, in my opinion, Kemba will fit into the system. He's not so... Uh, I don't want to say big-headed like Kyrie, but Kyrie kind of like is the man coming off of those titles and four straight trips to the finals with the Cavs. So it's a little bit different. I think Kemba's going to fit that system a lot better. I think he's going to fit a lot better. I think losing Scary Terry is going to hurt them depth-wise. But, man, you got a young team with a guy like Kemba who can drop 30 in a game, 40 in a game. Uh, 
that doesn't necessarily need to be like Kyrie where he's so ball dominant. I mean, he has been, but that's because he played on a bad Charlotte team. Like, it's not because, well, he has to be. Like, I mean, well, he's had to be, but he, it's not because he wants to be all the time necessarily. I mean, you don't really know that. I think he would rather win. So I think if Brad Stevens pulls him aside and says, listen, like, we're going to have you play off the ball sometimes. And we're going to have you play on the ball, but it's going to be in the system. I think he's going to be okay with that because you got weapons there. I mean, if Jalen Brown can work on a shooting a little bit more and Jalen Brown takes a, uh, and uh, Jason Tatum takes another step, you know, you lose Al Horford, you lose Kyrie, and you lose, and you lose Terry Rozier. But if you can get smart back, I think you have a pretty good team there. Horford's a big loss, in my opinion. I think that's a big loss. He was a big leader on that team. I think Kyrie was hurting the, the culture there, but I think Al Horford was helping the culture so much. I think you're going to really miss that guy. Um, but, man, there's been some moves. Uh, there's some teams that are scrambling. I think the Knicks were scrambling a little, uh, paying Randall, but they only paid him three years, which means in the year, what is it, 2022 or whatever, they're going to have some cap space again. His $21 million is going to come off the books. So they're kind of hedging their bets there. They're just basically playing it safe, like signing somebody short-term to get somebody in there. Um, they signed somebody else this year, this today, and I can't remember off the top of my head who it was, uh, but I will look that up. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been a fascinating it's been a fascinating twelve hours. I mean, a fascinating twelve hours. So. It's been fun. Holy cow, I woke up from a nap and just like that, you know, <laughs> just like that, the uh, the Nets picked up two guys. Kemba was already going. Uh, you had Malcolm Brogdon, who was the surprise to me, going to the, pa- going to the Pacers. Uh, so obviously the Bucks are going to lose him and they're going to miss him a lot. You had Jimmy Butler is going to the Heat. I mean, there's just... Nobody's going to talk about this one either, but Alfarika Minu is gone from the Blazers now. So nobody's going to talk about that, but that's a... To me, that's a... Well, he was a starter for them. So that's a big one for them to miss out on. I just think there's a lot of people that are... There's a lot of... There's a lot of teams that are going to be different next year. Vastly different. Vastly different. But I don't think the, and I think there's a lot more parity in the league. The league has never been more wide open. Let's make that clear. Unless Kawhi signs with the Lakers, the league has never been more wide open. And honestly, the Lakers jumped to be the favorites. I mean, how could they not be? Houston can't win with the way that they play. They can't. Okay, not not in the playoffs. I mean, they they've won a couple of rounds, but they they've shown that they can't beat the top teams when they need to. Um, the Blazers are are fantastic, but if if Lillard and CJ McCollum don't learn how to play defense, they're going to struggle. LeBron and AD show, I mean, even if they don't get Kawhi, they're going to be fantastic. D'Angelo Russell might sign with the Timberwolves, but that doesn't make them a favorite. That just makes them better. The Jazz are going to be a threat. Denver is going to be a threat. The Lakers are going to be a threat. Portland's a threat. So it, it's, it's fascinating. If Christoph Porzingis is healthy for the Mavericks, they're a threat. My, by the way, my favorite signing all day was the Sacramento Kings picking up Harrison Barnes. <laughs> but, I mean, if that doesn't make you laugh, he didn't, he turns down 20-something million dollars for the Mavericks and then turns around and the Sacramento Kings are going to overpay for him. 
I just, I cannot get past that. That to me is one of the funniest things that I saw today, for sure. But uh, my, my team to watch next year is definitely in New Orleans. I mean, how could you not? How can you not look at that team and be like, man, that's going to be fascinating? Only if they're healthy, obviously. If they're not healthy, then whatever. But Lonzo Ball is one of the best defensive guards in the league. He is. Whether you hate him or like him, whether you think his dad is whatever, which, by the way, I pass on his dad. But he is a great defender. He's better shooting than Ben Simmons. He passes the ball really well. He's 6'6", so he can get up and down the floor as well. He's athletic. You know, if Brandon Ingram is healthy, you get Zion in there. All of a sudden, you got JJ Redick to spread the, you know, just to uh, spread the floor for him. They're going to be fascinating to watch. So, don't don't sleep on New Orleans. They're going to be they're going to have their struggles early, obviously, but they're going to be pretty interesting to watch. Uh, I think RJ Barrett with uh, with Julius Randle and those guys at the Knicks are going to be interesting. Obviously, not going to be a big threat to anybody. Um, but yeah, moving moving forward, I think uh, I think it's going to be quite the interesting year. I'm super excited for what's going to happen next year. I am super excited to see all these teams uh, start battling for the title. I'm as a listen. I'm a Lakers fan. I just am not getting my hopes up over the whole uh, over the whole. LeBron, AD, Kawhi thing. And I'm not going to be the one saying, oh, Kawhi's for sure going to LA because until it actually happens, I'm going to say it's not going to happen. I'm just that guy. I'm not the guy that's, you know, fairy tales and rainbows and whatever. So I've been going really long, but there's just a lot that's happened and I wanted to get out my thoughts as quickly as possible. The other thing that really that happened that nobody's going to really talk about is Derek Favors going to New Orleans as well. Great defender, great rebounder, going to really help them uh, fill that gap that Julius Randle's kind of uh, leaving behind. Obviously not offensively, but defensively and rebounding, it's going to be a big pickup for them as well. So again, another veteran that's just going to help them win. And I think they're going to be a fascinating, fascinating team. So anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, today is due 30. Like I said, it's the start of NBA free agency. Kawhi's meeting with a couple of teams tomorrow. He probably won't make his, in my opinion, he won't make his decision until Tuesday. Maybe, I mean, he's got to get it done before the 4th of July, in my opinion. He's not going to take till after that, I would assume. Uh, I think he's going to meet with the Raptors probably on Tuesday. So maybe Wednesday at the latest is when he would announce. But, uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fascinating because he is definitely in charge of the balance of power right now in the NBA. If where he goes is going to shift a major amount of power in the NBA. So, anyways, you guys have a great night, and I will catch you guys next time. Mm-hmm.